This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. On February 6, 1840, an important document was signed at Waitangi, known as Te Tiriti o Waitangi. This document was a covenant between the many hapu of Aotearoa and the British Crown. It acknowledged the ongoing authority of hapu to govern themselves, tino rangatiratanga, and created a new form of governance, kawanatanga, that granted the Crown the right to govern non-Māori. Te Tiriti provides a framework for peaceful coexistence in a rapidly changing world. The story that had led up to this day was one of intrepid journeys, violence, drama and possibility. While there were instances of respectful cultural exchange and friendship, the assumption of superiority by European colonisers led to actions that created misunderstandings and mamai hurt that, for many, continue to this day. These episodes played out featuring a diverse cast of characters whose actions shaped our present day and will continue to reverberate into our future. One prominent Māori rangatera of the early 1800s was Ngāpuhi chief Ruitara. Just as his uncle Te Pahi had done, Ruitara also travelled to other lands. After observing Europeans arriving on the shores of Aotearoa, he was stirred to investigate what was beyond the horizon of his homeland. As a rangatera, he longed to journey to England to meet the king of the Europeans. King George III. The only means of securing passage to England was to work as crew on a sealing or whaling ship. This led him to several expeditions, firstly to Sydney, then the Bounty Islands, back to Sydney, and finally London in 1809, two years after he left New Zealand. He had mixed experiences on these ships. Some captains had treated him well, while others had cheated and abandoned him. Sadly, despite finally reaching England, the meeting he had so anticipated did not eventuate. Not only was Ruatara cheated of his wages, he was very sick and had endured heartless beatings. He was barely allowed to leave the ship, let alone visit the king. Transferred instead to a convict ship, Ruatara now found himself bound for Sydney, defrauded, despondent, and dying. Fortuitously, also aboard was the Anglican minister, Samuel Marsden, who had been rallying support for a mission station to be established in New Zealand. After finding Ruatara wrapped in an old coat and coughing up blood, he helped nurse him back to health, and upon arriving in Sydney, Ruatara spent nine months at Marsden's home. As Tipahi had done before him, he learned a great deal about European agricultural techniques, along with other skills such as carpentry. After discovering the benefits of growing wheat as an export crop, Ruatara developed a plan to cultivate wheat in New Zealand. To return home would mean a final voyage aboard a whaler and a passage was secured. 
Unfortunately, the dishonourable captain abandoned Ruatara in Norfolk Island with no provisions or means of getting home. Gifts he had received from Marsden were stolen. Once again, Ruatara found himself cheated, deceived and a long way from home. Eventually, he was able to return to Sydney and once again found himself at the home of Samuel Marsden. Appalled at the treatment of the rangatira, Marsden replenished what had been stolen from him and further arrangements were made for his passage home. Five years had passed by the time Ruatara made it home. He had formed a lasting relationship with Samuel Marsden and the mutual respect the pair shared led to ongoing association. Ruatara asked Marsden to send someone to teach the tamariki of his hapu to read and write. Also, at the invitation of Ruatara, Samuel Marsden, through the Church Missionary Society, did set up a mission station in the north under the chief's protection, with the first Anglican church service being Christmas Day, 1814. 